Enzah! Lads, we're back. Back with more. Can you guess who it is yet? It's the one you've all been waiting for. It's our very own ICC rookie. Solosis and front post terrorist, Ali McLemon. How you doing, mate? How's it going? It's going really well, mate. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I think it'll be a good chat to reminisce and uh, go over all the nonsense over the years. So, yeah, it's been all good. Good stuff, mate. No, thanks, thanks for joining us, giving up your time. And uh, I, know, I know you're broadcasting from, from uh, the work premises tonight, managing to fit us in your, your busy schedule with work and family. What have you been up to in the last year? What's been going on? That's a question and a half. It's been a shit year, hasn't it? It's been Aye. it's been pretty dreadful, mate, to be honest. Uh, I think we can sit and gloss over it, but it's not it's not been great. It's been um pretty pretty rubbish to be honest. Uh, I suppose one of the positives out of the last year has been getting to spend a lot of time with the kids and the wife, you know, uh, which has been really good. But yeah, can't really gloss over it much. It's been it's been terrible for everybody, hasn't it? So we seem to be coming out the other side of it now and I yeah, it's been it's been hard, mate. So th- things like the podcast and catching up with the boys and uh, kind of staying on touch online's been been great, and I I've been looking forward to just I catching up tonight and getting to chew the beef and talk rubbish. You know, it's a it's a welcome, it's a welcome. What's the word? I, distraction. Distraction, mate. That's the one. So I I'm just glad that everyone I know has come out of it fairly well. You know, and uh, onwards, as they say, onwards. Super, me absolutely no. Glad, glad, uh, glad you could join us tonight, and you're, you're still getting by, and family and everyone's doing all right. But I'm sure uh, the boys are all dying to know we're going to get right into the juice now, right? Why are Rangers so fucking good? <laughs> <laughs> so, so as they said, like every every cloud and all that. Um, yeah, Rangers have been outstanding this year, haven't they? Um, Loving it. Like, like big Stevie G was looking. A wee bit ropey, I think, you know. Um, but this season, they've just been unbelievable. The consistency, the football they've been playing, they've been a joy to watch at times, you know. Um, yeah, and then across the other side of the city, watching them implode in the fashion that they did, it's just been genius. It's been absolutely brilliant, you know. Um, so, aye, it's been, it's been good fun, mate. It's kept us going, isn't it, the football? No, obviously, it would have been great. For the for the fans to to be in the, the ground and stuff like that, and I don't know about you, but can't he wait to get back to Ibrooks with the fans there. I think the season ticket sales have been through the roof. I heard a kind of wee caption on the radio the other day. So will you be looking to get to a game at the first opportunity I take it. Well, I I've actually bagged myself a season ticket with the with the two brother-in-laws, mate. So uh, three seats together, mate. So. Nice I can't wait, mate. Just flag day will be brilliant, won't it? You know, ten years of absolute shite that was nothing to do with the fans or the or the or the players. You know, we get absolutely shat on, and yeah, it's a it's a great day for every day. Who's a Rangers supporter in it? It's going to be brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's going to be a great day, and uh, I bring it on like. 55's in the bag, 56 next, mate. Bring it on. <laughs> Superb, mate. Good times ahead. Well, let's get down to it then. Yourself, 
Um, and asking boy born and bred, tell us about your upbringing and like, like earliest football memories and stuff. Aye, well, well it's been I've been loving listening to kind of the, the stories about this, and um, and I've then kind of when you said you were going to get me on, I was like, right, it's like I really need to start thinking about about it all, you know. And I was, and then you started to remember just all the all the daft the daft shit that you got up to, and uh, the good times, man. Um, so I, it's it was um, the earliest memory that I can remember is is really in playing football, just bounce games in primary school. Um, obviously, went to school with a few of the boys from the team, you know, and but which when I think back on, it's just mental that we're still we're still playing football together. Um, I mean, that's probably the best part of thirty two years or something like that. We've, we've known each other and been playing football. It's it's mental. So, so I play football in the playground, um, running about like a mentalist, no change there. Um, yeah, I was, I think a few guys have always kind of, boys that I'm pals with kind of remind me of, uh, you're just that ginger mentalist that ran about screaming his head off in the playground. And I kind of laugh about it, you know, and uh, it was good, man. It was really good. Like me, me, Dougie, Ramsey, you know, boys from Bergam, you know, well, they, who were there? It was just brilliant, mate. It was great. So, so yeah, playing playing in the pop playground, mate. It was good fun, mate. It was good fun. Um, and it, then I was just trying to think about how I get into kind of like organised football, and it was it was kind of it, it then started to come back to me. So, I'll, I, there'll be some boys that maybe remember this. There was a there was a bounce game organised, and it was trials for Erskine, right? And. Uh, it was funny when I was talking when I was like, see, Brian was talking about this. He was talking about pathways and all that. And I was like, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Pathways? He's like, all I remember, and it started to come back to me. <laughs> there was this thing went out, and it was trials for Erskine Boys Club under nines or tens, right? And I actually do remember it. It was mental. There must have been something like 60, 70 boys turned up to Bergarn Primary football pitch on the blaze. And uh, I think it was Big Alec Nimmo was the manager. Uh, at Re- Reston was there. Um, and there was a couple of dads probably was down there. And it was just a rammy, man. It was just like 60 wings going mental, kicking the ball about me. And um, I-, I was a goalie. I was a, I was a goalkeeper, mate. And... Uh, I smashed it. I was brilliant. I was absolutely tremendous. And it was me. And do you remember a boy called Stephen Dalbeck? Yeah. Uh, so I, he, he, me and him went forward as the goalkeepers and get selected for Erskine under 10s or whatever it was as a goalie. And uh, that's how my kind of proper organised football started. And it was uh, just by chance turning up to a big stupid bounce game about 100 wings running about daft and that 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 kicked it off, mate. Goalkeeper, who would I knew? Mate, all rounder. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Mate, tremendous. Absolutely tremendous, mate. Uh, so I it was a bit strange. And then I I was st- I was there for how many years? I think I was there till about probably under 15s or 16s. So it was six to eight seasons. So it was a uh, I it was it was good times, mate. It was good times. It's funny because most folks start as a striker and then end up going working back the way, but you started as a goalie and started working your way up the park, doing it a bit a bit in reverse. Was that was that around the time when the Star Wars obsession began? <laughs> Star Wars, man. Love it, man. The big Wookie. 
a big rookie man. And our Star Wars was like my big brother, mate. That, that's where that came from. He used to he used to tell me when I was sitting in my cot crying like a big Wayne, while my brother had a big Darth Vader mask on, basically making me cry my eyes out. So I mate, that's who that's who I get into Star Wars, mate. And then I became a wee bit obsessed with it. Aye, all good, mate. Brand ambassador. Aye, aye, exactly, mate. Exactly. Hopefully we'll come on to that later. Some funny stories just in around the changing room and about about a Star Wars nonsense and chat. But uh, so moving on from what you touched on those Erskine days, you also kicked a ball at primary school and you were involved in the BB. You know, some of the guys have talked about being involved in the BB um, and other uh, other areas and stuff before. But yeah. playing playing a bit of football then as well. Yeah, groups. mate, I, so like, I, the, the, so that's, this was all the things like you, you forget over over time, uh, the mentalness of it. So I did play with the primary school, but my, my memories of playing with the primary school are really, really thin, mate. I think it's just 30 years ahead in a football uh, and drinking and bashing my brain to pieces. But uh, I, I, do, I do have vague memories of playing with the primary school, you know, and uh, I think Ramsey reminded me a story of kind of like me falling out with one of the managers and this this will become a bit of a recurring theme actually over over the course of of the of the chat I can I, I do have memories when I was at primary school and I basically I I sold the jerseys I think I fell out with the gaffer and stormed off I think I mean I must have been like eight or nine or something like that you know and I, I ended up that was it games are bogey no more primary school football um, I'm sure Ramsey will tell you the story, no doubt. Um, so I, there was that, played with the, the anchor boys, um, uh, or, or as I used to call it, the my ma used to call it the angry boys. So I think, she, I think they used to just lob like 100 wains in a gym hall and you used to just run about like mentalists kicking, kicking each other up and down a gym hall. And you came out wired to the moon and I think my parents must have been looking at me coming out the door thinking, look at the nick of him. Um, but yeah, played up. We did play football with them, mate. And all I remember about that was was getting absolutely host, host constantly. I think we used to go on the parts, and it was it wasn't like five nil. This was like 15, 18 nil doings. And uh, I, so, so as you can probably expect, it didn't last long because it it just wasn't enjoyable. Um, I and I think it kind of. If we had early age, you'll have this is rubbish, man, getting pumped 18 0. And as it transpires, it was probably DVT and Dougal and then the Shin and Backward lot that were Gina's Dunes. Oh, that's funny, man. I, I actually remember playing against you at primary school. It must have been primary seven or something. I mean, it was on the blaze pitch at the, the old Bergaran school. Obviously, that's no longer there, been knocked down. But I do I do remember you and Ramsey, they're saying for those days, but I will we'll no we'll no give any more airtime to the BB and Shannon BB boys who who won everything. But um, kicking on to like, going on to high school, you played in the school football team and got to, got to know a few more of the ICC boys out with the ones you maybe knew through primary school. Tell us about those days and football memories and just any funny stories. I I am good. So the, the school football w- 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 was great, man. Um, so it was like. Again, didn't think about this at all until you all started doing this this podcast and I started listening and I went and it and it started to dawn on me like they just did the slightly different paths that we all took through it. Pathways, shut it out. Um, um so I, I think I played, I did play the age group above, 
of a lot of the guys at times. So I ended up playing um, with the boys above, like in the year above for, for quite some time. Um, and we done quite well. I do remember kind of latterly we got, so it was like a, it was a bit of a reverse. The two years we done well. So I think I remember the the, the, the year that we done really well, we won the league and we get beaten the cup final. Um, and I played with like uh, boys like uh, Mark Codwell, Ronnie, Big Digger, remember him? Uh, Graham Doby, um, uh, Tommy was in the team as well. So that's where I started to get to know Tommy. Tommy, we, we played in that team and um, I, I, I played centre half in that team. And um, yeah, it was good, man. And I, I remember that cup final, we get beaten penalties, man. It was uh, Grant Lone missed a penalty. Um, it was, oh man, gutted, man. Like, um, but then the following year, following year, that was the year we, we, we done well. We lost the league, I think, in the final day or something like that. Uh, and then we went and won the cup. We won the cup that year. And uh, I, you set me up for the winner. You put me through for the winning goal, mate. So there you go. Alan McClemens scored a winner in a cup final. Get up, you Woody. I think was that no, that was back post terrorism. I think that was a that was a back post you scored for that day, wasn't it? Uh, I mate, I remember it well. Like you, you got the ball in the middle of the park, slotted it, slotted me in, behind the defence, bottom bin, mate. Bottom bin, lost the plot, went mental, screaming my lungs out because it was like it was the first. That was the thing. It was the first time I'd won a cup. And we'd won a cup, you know? So it was like, it was, how old were we then? 17, 18? I think we'd just yeah. turned 18. So we'd pr- pretty much spent my whole youth not not really winning anything. So that it was that was like, it gave us the taste for what we were going, what what at that time we didn't know what we were going to be doing, but it gave you a wee taste of success, you know? And it was it was good, man. I remember, remember us all going to the pub after it and stuff like that. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was uh, it was brilliant, man. We met the two the two guys who took the team, the two teachers, and we'd obviously I think we were around that time. That was I don't know, I'm saying we'd left school then, but it was definitely the latter stages, um, maybe before exams and stuff like that. So a few of the boys were were eighteen, a few weren't they? But no, they, they the two guys that took the team, they were they were pretty they were pretty good to be fair to them. Um, but I good good memories, and you see a wee taste of silverware. But kind of in around that time as well, you were you were still kicking the ball with. I can see in Erskine and, and Partizan as well for a spell. Aye. At club level. Aye, aye. So, yeah, back back to the, the kind of Erskine. So, had the trial with Erskine, started playing with them. So, that, that was really, I pretty much primary seven onwards through high school, played in an Erskine team. And we were, when I actually think back of the guys that were in the team, we, we'd, we'd a cracking team, but we didn't win anything. We we played in the P&D, and MD that played in it, knew that league was just a farce. It was like, just boys want to kill each other. Like, you were out, you're getting threatened. Uh, that guy's going to do you. And, I mean, come on. I was a large, angry, loud ginger who was just a target man. Like, so, I had to, I had to like, think of my feet pretty quickly, you know? I was, like, getting abused, man. And it was like a... Uh, it, it was kind of, you developed a thick skin very quickly and it, it, it put you in good stead for, for later on in life. And uh, yeah, the P&D was fun, man. We, we always kind of were there or thereabouts. 
and he was big Alec Nimmo, brilliant big guy, took us for a number of years, man, he was a big imposing guy, you know, proper, he used to show me for the side of the park, me, <laughs> and uh, how things don't change, he used to show me for the side of the park, I'll never forget it, I mean, this guy's 6'4", he'd be standing the side of the park, but, ah, oh, McLaren, stop staring at the planes, you're heating out of space, <laughs> and he used to do it all the time, man, and I was just like, hey, oh man, I'm such a tool. I was like, yeah, nothing's changed, man. It's like concentrating the game. I need baller, big man. Absolutely brilliant. Um, see, he took us and Alec. It was it was good times, mate. I um, played with some great guys, you know. Uh, interesting links to like ICC as well. So I mean, so that 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 team that I played in, uh, like Granty Boy, played. He was our goalie. So uh, so Grant Grant was our goalie. Um, obviously, Ramsey played in the team as well. Um, and and I, this is just the, the madness of it. It's like, if he tried, obviously, Grant came down and joined ICC, what, a couple of years ago? So that, that gap in between from when we played together, I mean, that, that must have been, what, 25 years or something like that? It, 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 or 20 years. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. And... When I think of just these weird, weird coincidences and crossovers about where we end up now and how we got there, it's it, it's mental, mate. Absolutely mad. And um, aye, so we played in that team, mate. Big Alec took us, and he was he was a cracking big guy. And then, do you know what? I can't remember what happened, but one year there was a lad, kind of like a, a a lad. Some of you might know him, like Willie Smith, came in and took us. And um, so obviously he 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 had a lot to do. I think with Howard, I think boys club. And um, he he came in and took us one year, and we done the best we've ever done, you know. And he he was he was the first time I had a guy who who took us who was properly a coach, if you know what I mean. And uh, he he got us playing, man. He he really did get us playing, you know. And he was the first one, you know, where. I remember stuff when you, when something my coach says something to you and it resonates with you and you you really you really go oh man fuck right I'm listening now and uh, this is the there's a bit there's a funny story behind this right so he got us all playing right and uh, I remember a conversation I had with him one day in a dressing room and he pulled me aside and he said he's like Alistair you need to concentrate so like, I see when you concentrate you're a good player he's like you can be one you, you, you can be the best centre half in the league and I was kind of like going oh, bloody hell man. That I felt like, oh, this is brilliant. And I went on and we all we all had a good season that year. And uh, we had a brilliant year, right? And I think we finished third and uh, it was brilliant. See the following season, he kind of stepped away and I think Stephen Barton's dad took us, right? He came back the following year, right, with a team. Here's the funny bit. He came back with the following team. He came back with Howard and they were a year younger than us, right? Erskine Tournament and they were playing us, right? And uh, <laughs> the side of the part, mate, is... Uh, Talk about recurring themes. He's like that. He's at the side of the party. He's like, he's shouting, he's this wee striker. See him? Can you him? His head's up his ass. He's like, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. I was gone, mate. I was totally gone. Like, like literally looking gone. My mentors just ripped me down. And I, I was in pieces, mate. We get absolutely horsed, like 4 0. I was like, you bastard. Uh, brilliant, mate. It's funny how moments like that just. 
don't leave you. I, 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 had, I thought you were going to say your own manager was shouting that far less the boy for the opposite team. But <laughs> I, I, I do, I do remember coming down and watching. these a couple of times. I remember a game at Bishopton. He's played because uh, uh, me Blakey played in that team as yeah, well. Yeah, Blakey played. Ah, yes, right. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, yeah, kicking the ball in because he played up. He played up front, I think, didn't he? Like yeah, he did. I. He did, yeah. Blakey was a great player, and I just the uh, injuries done him in, didn't they? Mm. And what about Partizan? What when you were there? A few more of the ICC boys that you hooked up with there again. I mean, I good times. So it was. I was an uh, Erskine through and through. So when it when it came to an end, it was kind of after uh, uh, a had stepped away. Barton's dad had stepped in. And then I, I don't know what happened, and I just sort of kind of I think I fell out with him over something. Surprise, surprise. So, but and then I, I knew a few of the boys at Partizan, and we ended up at Partizan, and obviously loads of the boys were there. Like obviously, like good. I'm still pals on the day. Like Stuart Weir was there, Russell was there, Blakey was there, Woody played, Jordan played, Doogie played, like so many. And all of a sudden, the pieces of where we were getting to were kind of in the future were coming together, you know, and we were a really good side, man. Like, we were good, but again, we didn't win anything, mate. Won nothing. On our day, really good. Brilliant times. Played right mid, centre mid with them. Doing really well, you know, when I was fitter and not slightly overweight, ginger guy. Um, <laughs> a few stone lighter. And I, it was good, mate. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was, I obviously... Uh, Billy took it and Stephen was in the team and he unfortunately passed away this year and was just a shocker man uh, missed the wee guy he was a brilliant wee laugh at, at wee Stephen man I was absolutely devastated when I heard the news man um, he, he kind of passed away and uh, great wee player he was and he was a lovely wee lad and I uh, Billy cracking guy you know put put a lot of effort into that team you know and aye um, uh, man it was a uh, yeah, so good times at Partizan, you know, good laugh. We're right a good age for it. That was right at the time where you'd be, you'd be drinking a bottle of cider on a Friday night, running about, chasing women. You'd be playing with the school on a Saturday morning. You'd play with Partizan in the afternoon. You'd boot again Saturday night and you'd be like that to yourself, hangover, what are you talking about? No bother. Total doddle, you know. Drink now, you're a ruin for six days. <laughs> it was a simpler, t- a simpler time, mate. No responsibilities. That was all you were literally thinking about, wasn't it? it was all those things that you've just said there. But no, they, they sound like memories that you still hold really, really close to you. So you should look back on them fondly. And a lot of the guys you've said there as well, all the, you were at school at and then all, and hooked up again with ICC later on down the line. But can, can you kind of get in a little bit about what you did when you left school and what kind of route you took there with your career to where you're at now? Because... Oh, you've you've been a big supporter of the team through the years with sponsorship and things with the shirts and stuff. Yeah, man, it was a. Uh, what was it like when you left school? It was scary, wasn't it? It was well, it was for me, and um, you, you you go through school, brilliant, having a laugh, joking with your pals, and partying and all that. And you you had that career, it's kind of back of your mind, and then it happens, and you go, holy shit, what am I going to do? Uh, and I was kind of like that when I when I left school. Um, it's the story of my life, mate. It was like, I just asked up school. You know, I, I was pretty switched on at school, done very well academically up until I was 17, when I just did me try, mate. 
Um, like absolutely breeze through, breeze through my standard grades. You know, not even trying. Got really good grades and all that. And my hires, I, I should have been off being a doctor or something like that, mate. And just balls it up. You know, classic me. You can just you can sit and go, oh, "Fuck, that's you in a nutshell, isn't it?" Um, Heeds elsewhere. It's always off doing other shit, mate. So when I left school, you really didn't have a clue what I was going to do. So what was I into? I absolutely loved music. It was everything. I just loved getting out, loved DJing, loved partying. Brilliant. So I ended up going to college down in Greenock with Colin Black, Mine Cosy. Yep. And uh, we, 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 we both liked kind of electronic dance music at the time. Went down there. I was really into live music as well. Uh, done a course down there. He kind of dropped out. I stayed the course, mate. Done it. Got my degree. Got my degree. And uh, it, it was great, mate. But during that time, get involved in the family business. And holy shit, 20 years later, I'm still doing it. Uh, so I, it, it, it didn't happen by design. It just happened. It was very strange. Very, very strange time, mate. So I get involved in the business. And around about that time, I left Partizan, we went to went back to Erskine. I went back to Erskine and uh, it was a lad bogey, he was a manager. And uh, yeah, and it was then we're now hurtling timeline wise. How did we get to ICC? So the story, so this is interesting, right? So ICC, how my ICC career started and how my ICC career Ended is identical. So I'll I'll tell you this I'll tell you the story about how it started, right? So uh, went back to Erskine. They, it was like the homecoming, you know, brilliant. Going back to Erskine, going to go back, play 18s, 19s, probably do the 21s thing, and then go amateur and see my days out at Erskine. So we're playing, we're playing at this, we're playing at the uh, the, the Hunter pitches at the what do you call those pitches, Fraser at Paisley? St James's. Aye. St James's. Course, Remember this vividly, right? So um, we're playing this team. A few of my pals had come down to watch as well, so there's there's quite a lot of people there, right? We're playing this team, and uh, it's going fine. It's your running them all game. I take a throw in, right? I take the throw in. <laughs> this boy robs. I can't mind who was playing centre mid that day. Anyway, Rob's the centre mid and launches, I'm no joking you, a world day in the top bin. Like, a spectacular goal right in the top corner. And Bogey, the manager at the time, right? <laughs> he turns around to me and goes, what the fuck are you doing t- p- taking that throw in? And I'm no joking you, mate. I have never in my life flipped. I literally, it was like the red rag, man. It was like the mist came down. And he... Uh, I can't let, I'll try and keep it clean. I just lost it with him, mate. Started effing blinding, telling him all sorts. Mate, ripped my top off, launched it in his face. This is mid-game. Launched it in his, in his coupon and literally just started walking. I just walked off the park. And I think he's standing there in disbelief at what had just happened. And uh, I remember I was that raging. I, I honestly I think I get halfway back to the dressing room going, what have I just done? And it was like, I'm a total mania. I've, I've just lost the plot, man. And a uh, few of my pals are looking at me going, what are you all about, man? And I was just like, I don't know, mate. I just lost it. And that was my Erskine career, mate. Literally bonfired. 
over flipping the lid. Totally insane, mate. And I, I remember it like so vividly. It's it's crazy. And uh, aye, it was a uh, what an exit out in a blaze of glory and shame. Uh, it's incredible, man. Um, I know you mentioned there about like your IC, ICC career, but we'll, we'll maybe come back to, to that one with the ICC early days and, and maybe to where we are, are, are now. But what we're going to do, right, we're going to mix it up a wee bit. We're going to do a wee word association, right? Yes. Just to try something a bit different here. So I'm going to go through a list of words I've got and I just want you to one word respond. First thing that comes into your head with this, this thing, right? So this is totally for the guys that listen. This is unscripted. You don't know what the, the what I'm going to say here. So let's go with it, right? Let's go with it. Stephen Gerrard. Legend. Ross Dougal. Pellet. Star Wars. Tremendous. Vans, as in the shoes. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, comfy. ICC. Amazing. Neil Lennon. No words. Eh. <laughs> this fucking guy's a pellet. Eh. St Mary's. Get it in you. It's brilliant. <laughs> I just, that's not, I like it. Just a brilliant. <laughs> Night Tempos. That's just really hard. Eh. I don't know me comfy as fuck. I like them. That's really hard. <laughs> comfy. Comfy. comfy I know, I know, I know, I know. It's all about the comfort, you like, mate. You like your comfort, right? right. Uh, skateboards. Cool. Showers. Overrated. Uh, burgers. Epic. Big dunk. New. <laughs> <laughs> Alarms. Salam. <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> uh, 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 fuck's sake, I don't know. Uh, Dublin. Uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, last one. Glasgow Rangers. No word can do justice or greatness, mate. So. Just, I'm oh, sorry, I, I'm going to break the rules. Simply the best, mate. <laughs> oh man, that was impressive. Right, anyway, back to back to real matters, right? We thought you talked about ICC and kind of like early memories and stuff. And tell us about the season you joined and, and those initial that that initial period before other some of the other boys joined and we went on to have some good success in the churches league etc. Aye, aye, so it was a beauty of these podcasts. I'd forgotten the route how I got there and David T revealed it. It was a I'd obviously the bogey incident, absolutely heads in a spin. I'm thinking, you've tube, what have you done? Um, and then by a kind of chance meeting one day, I think I, I did. I met DVT at the Y-Path, and I was, he was just like that. Well, there's this group of boys, I Bodwell, you want to come down? I was like, aye, brilliant, Let, let's get down and uh, let's get down and kick a ball. And I went away out to a training session out in deepest, darkest, out in Hamilton, I'm sure it was, or, or the 
out that way anyway, and it was in the middle of nowhere, you know, and you kind of got there and you're like, all right, yeah, this is all right. There's a good couple of players here. Uh, Churches League, you're like, all right, I mean, fair dues. Let's see what the level's like. Um, good bunch of guys. Kind of like a wee bit, kind of, at the time, maybe, they were all good players, but they weren't like, I don't know, it's, I'm trying to find the words to describe it. I think it was just it was a bit of a laugh, if you know what I mean, which is which is cool. That's what it's all about. But aye, it was good. It was good. So we joined the team and we were doing okay. I was playing centre mid. I was playing centre mid at the time, playing pretty well. We uh, Obviously, there was guys there. There was like Stuart Aitken, Nick, Big Alan Locke, cracking big player, that guy, you know, ex-copper, you know, Big Ian Zubes, obviously, um, you know, Ali Lindsay, Oh, David T was obviously there. Doogie was there. Coco was there. Um, Woody was there. And uh, yeah, we were we were kind of like knocking on the door, you know. But we we sort of kind of think kind of went through that season, and it was good. I enjoyed it, and we're playing good stuff. And it was a kind of interesting thing. I, I remember one day, I think it was one of early on in the games. I was playing against a guy, and he was like 36, 37 years old. I'm twenty. 21 or whatever it was, you know, and you're just like, I'm having you, man, this is brilliant, and I, I remember it, but the reason I bring it up, because it, it came back to haunt me, and it was, uh, I, rem- I remember it, because it was two really, really deep memories that I have about it, is that I remember that day, we buried that team, you know, and we youth on our side, we were a young side, we were hungry, we buried them, and it was good, it was good, mate, the first season was good, we obviously, I think we came up just short, we came up just short. Um, I and I remember we sort of get in through the back door, wasn't it? And um, yeah, then the next season it just sort of the whirlwind came, didn't it? It was like all of a sudden it was all change, and there was a real seed change in mentality, mate. It was kind of, and this is going back to some of the themes I was kind of touching on earlier about. I'd spent my whole teen years getting buried and getting beaten and losing, and it wasn't nice, and I was, I was, I, we, we, we didn't win anything, and we won something at school, so I had a taste of it, and I was like, no, I've, I've, I've spent my time, I've earned my stripes, I get my ass kicked up and down, threatened, knocked out, kicked, spat on everything, and it was like, it was all of these things like going, no, this is our time and nothing's stopping us. Because see when I heard some of the other boys talking about a podcast about mentality, that was a time where I really, really, and I mean, I mean it, man, like it was like, I'm here every season to win everything in front of us and nothing's going to stop us. And it was pretty frightening to see that happen across such a number of boys who had the same mentality and we all came in at the same time and we had that and it was it was pretty it was pretty something to see man and um I and the rest is you see history and I, I think it it's such a I it just it just happened and honestly I don't think we do ourselves credit. I think we were we were such a really good side for that those five, six years, man. We were we were really good, man. Like we were hard to beat, man. We were a good side, but it came down to like boys who'd maybe been through it, know had a lot of success, and then all of a sudden we're like, right, oh wow, we've had a wee nibble of this. 
I like this. <laughs> this is good. And it's seen us through. It was brilliant, man. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, it's the end of the first of that season. Big dunk, Mr. T took over. And that was it, man. It was the... It was what was needed for that the team when we sort of joined. Like when when it was Ian and Big Zoobs and we joined, they just needed a bit of direction. They were all great, great players, but they just needed somebody. To, you know what it's like? It's like the, the crash in it. They just need somebody at the top to grab us all together, slap us on the back of the head and send us on our way. And that's what they did. They came in, got us by our shot and curlies and went, right, boys. Get on with it and brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Was there any like particular moments that that, that on that during that run in maybe or that season that you're thinking, yeah, we we're onto something. Any games or anything? What you were involved in, or you just watched and you thought, aye, we're on here. Aye, um, yeah. There's a there's a few there's a few kind of along the way in that one. You know, mate. There was. Obviously, Doogie that year, like one of the first years, Doogie was just unstoppable. Like, he, he, he was just unbelievable that year, wasn't he? And uh, you, the, the confidence that he sort of then brought to the rest is because you were just like, this boy's te- te- tearing teams apart. But also, Woody, DVT, usual suspects are delivering the goods at the back of the park with just so many guys that were dependable and keeping out of the park, keeping out the other end. You were just sort of kind of like, we're not going to lose. And I, it was very, very kind of strange, mate. It was, uh, I, pretty, pretty relentless. Like, see, see the things that stick out for me, mate? It's the failures. See the successes, mate? Honestly, they're, they're a bit of a blur. It's weird to explain. It's like, see, at the end of that first year, Pat will drop me in the cup final. I've been playing all year. I've been playing all year. And that's the shit that sticks with me. See, when Bryzo was touching on it, when you get dropped and the, the anger and the, the stuff that goes through your head when you get dropped, you're pure raging. And, and, and he's right. He's like, that. see that? He dropped me at the end of that game and he played himself. And Pat was a great player. But I was spewing. I was absolutely spewing, mate. And see that following season? I was like, I am not getting dropped at this team again. I'm going to train like I'm a so-and-so that year. I'm not dropping at this team because I knew how I felt that day not being able to involve watching winning I got on as a sub but you know what it's like you want to feel that you've contributed your part so it was like wee things like that mate they're the things that stood out like getting dropped and shit like that it's really weird and then when the winning comes it's sort of it's it's really hard to hard to explain mate it's uh, it's nuts I've been thinking about it a lot one thing I do remember mate one earlier on it was for yourself I remember when we won our first cup and I remember in the dressing room and you said you said something one day and it pretty resonated with me. And um, you, you said to me, I think well, we're all celebrating, jumping about, daft, celebrating, getting past usual stuff, arsing about. And uh, you said to me, you're like that, boys, boys, just remember this. This doesn't come round too often. And it was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> it doesn't. And when it does, and I look back now, what I'd do to have another day, another week cup win, they're just the best, man. Brilliant. And we were so fortunate to have so many. So, aye, the, the, the cup wins, the aftermath getting absolutely slaughtered after it. Brilliant. Tommy's flat. Brilliant. I remember that one, like, I think we were on at five in the morning. We're all wrestling each other, flinging the cup about. It was tremendous. 
absolutely brilliant. You go home, your missus look at you and go, what is the state of you and blah, what have you been doing and blah, partying, we've won the league. They just, they don't get it because you're, you're so focused for six months, aren't you, to, to achieve something. And when you do it, it's just brilliant. Can he beat it, mate? Absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, mate, it's really, really hard to pick them out, mate. The, I love training, love the wins, love the games against those leaning teams. They were brilliant, weren't they? They were just brilliant. You, you get motivated for them. Uh, so, aye, it was brilliant, man. You obviously had St Mary's, Block Airns. Even the better games when you're playing Tynecastle, generally we lost against them, but you enjoyed those games because it was a total battle, man. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wouldn't have changed it for anything, mate. Well, that's cracking, mate. Um, another thing I'm sure the boys are dying to know is what's your predictions for Rangers next season? 56, mate, is... It's absolutely happening. MD thinks otherwise. I think he'll be absolutely wired to the moon. I think Rangers have do- absolutely dominated it this year, mate. They've been absolutely brilliant. Celtic are a mess just now, which is brilliant. They're, they're, their implosion has been epic from Dubai, the Dubai. I mean, how good was that? The denial of Dubai. We've done nothing wrong. You're like, what? What planet are you on? Um, the way we've played, the, the level the Rangers are playing at, if Rangers don't win 56, it'll be, it'll be a miracle. So bring it on. Bring it on next season. It's going to be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. A couple of wee cups along the way as well. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Aye. Well, uh, they, they're, there's the hoodoo, in it? They've got to win a cup, I think. It's a weird one, that one, innit, mate? No, oh, I agree. I think that's got to be the objective. Two out of three ain't bad, but in less than that's what we're looking for. But anyway, back to ICC. What other like, what memories do you have to look back on fondly? I know you talked there about um, that that first title winning season, the two thousand five six season, talked about a couple of opponents and things like that. Any any particular players of the playing centre half? And I certainly remember a couple of really good strikers through the years. But you were you were obviously up close uh, in personal. Anyone stand out of that again? Even any of the, the nights out following the backer? Some of those some of those great days. Oh mate, so many. Uh, one will stick out right. Big Ian. The boy, boy's a legend, man, right? And uh, very, again, very fortunate to play with some absolutely great players over the years. Uh, I've obviously played with, like, come back, played with uh, Mark Podwell, Ronnie, um, Big Digger was a cracking player. Uh, you know, then going to the ICC, you know, this boy's got something about him. What a player he was, right? And I don't, I'm happy to both smoke up his ass because I think at times through the really good spells, myself and him forged pretty good relationship at the back, you know. He was a, the guy was the guy was just a, a warrior on the park, brilliant to play with. Anyway, good story about Ian McClelland. We won some, can't mind what, it was a night out. We all get we all get absolutely mortal. Me, Ross Williams, and who was it? I think it was Paddle, right? And we ended up back at Ian's flat. But he was near there, right? So, <laughs> so we proceeded to literally booby trap his flat, right? I don't know if you remember this, but it was absolutely epic. So we we let we cling filmed his toilet, we turned his everything upside down in his house, like the bins. Um 
unbelievable. We turned his flat upside down, right, and left. We were, we were totally steaming, right, like totally wrecked. And Ian, for some reason, was near there. The following morning, you don't think any night, you, you, off you go up the road. The following morning, a bit of chatter chatter comes out, like, who was in Big Ian's flat last night? And it was like, <laughs> Snyder, like, oh, fuck, uh, yeah, we were in his flat. The big man lost it, I think. <laughs> so so the big man literally was go- was out to kill us. It was like, where's McLemon? Where's Ross Williams? And where's Paddle? And I, think, I can't mind. I think I was texting Davey or something like that because he's obviously, uh, they're obviously related and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, I, he's on the warpath, by the way. Stay well, clear him. And I think that, that, that training session, mate, he melted us. He was properly booting the crap out of us. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It was just, uh, I, there's a couple of times, there was another one with Big Eden. I think it was one time somebody, who was it, rattled on my snowball at training. Do you remember that? And the big man was, he was literally like firing his eyes. He was kind of, you know, and any guy you're like, you don't really want to get in a fight with, it'd probably be him because he would just kill you. And, uh, oh, brilliant, man. Amazing. Winding him up. It was epic, man. Uh, aye, that's a, that was a topper. I really, turning his flat over, brilliant. I'd have loved to have seen him just lose the plot and just stand from quite a far distance and watch. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, mate. I'm shitting listening to a story. I don't know how many years down the line. Imagine what Big Ian's like. Um, but what about guys he's come up against? Like Any like, particular like opponents? Like The boy always stand, stood out for me. Um, the boy Koki for Time Castle. Just, he was good going short. He was fast in behind. He always seemed to hit the target, stuff like that. He he always always really tested us. But was there anybody else that you kind of come up against that you always whether you just really enjoyed a ding dong with him or you were like, no, this guy's quality. He could play him maybe at another level. Right, well, obviously, Tyne Castle. They're they're the games you always want to keep going up level, don't you? Play against players who are better than you because it's all right playing at a lower level and then, but you you don't you don't learn anything until you test yourself. So the other games. I do love the best. Those games were great. And more often than not, we were on the, the losing end against them. He actually see tonight when you were looking I look back in the things and go over the things that we 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 done. And I was looking at the records, the top goal scorer records for like our, our league. Go and look at them from 2012 to like 2017-18. Who's top goal scorer? That lad, he was just different gravy, that boy. Um he he was he was obviously one of them. Um I enjoyed playing against uh, Blockern. It was uh, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was uh, they that they had a good big striker that played them. The the boy in the middle of the park, he was a, a cracking player. They were just good contests, weren't they? They're the games that you play for you, you know, like um obviously the St. Mary's ties, they were great. They were a they were a decent side, you know. Um going back to would you call it Greenhouse? That that Greenhouse was one, you know. I think that was the one. Where we we really kind of then said hello, we're actually pretty good because I think the first time we played them, they gave us a doing. I did. Am I right in saying that they gave us a bit of a doing the first time we played them? I want to say we played them in a was it our first or set maybe our second season in the Strathclyde Saturday Morning League, and it was like a quarter final, and we drew with them. Was it two each or something? And then we went out in penalties and they were really, really good. But we were excellent that night as well. Thoroughly deserved to be in the game. Um, unfortunately, we went out. But then we played them 
pre-season um, the beginning of the new which before the beginning of the new season at Fergusley and they absolutely hossed us it must have been about 8 or 9 nothing that, that's mm-hmm. the ones that I, rem- I remember because again they had a wee guy up front who was rapid uh, was really really good as well I don't know if that's what you're meaning or that's the game you're maybe referring to but aye, they were a good side and the boy in the book that was good as well uh, he can't shoot a long he was he's a great player. Uh, he he was I want to say he was the captain certainly in the, in the first time we played them and I remember as well like he, him getting raging during that first game because I think they thought they were just going to roll up and and yeah. turn us over but we they they were good we we were we matched them uh, but uh, he was a good player as well. Yeah, he was awesome. So uh, they they were good. They they were the challenges where you started to overcome things over the time. So they were great, you know. Um, that year I scored a lot of goals it was brilliant you know it's quite fortunate you know um, I mate there's just there's, there's that many in there you could just go the cup, every cup final was brilliant wasn't it like, the cup finals were magic um, absolutely brilliant man like uh, the Kirk and Tullock finals just again that's another one set you off I was sitting on the bench that day spewing absolutely spewing delighted and spewing and uh, but brilliant because we hated them. They, they were just, I could, there was a few of them in their team that were, uh, mind you, I'm the most hated guy in the league, so who am I to sit and talk about that, mate? You know what I mean? Like, by that day, they had a few rosters that played with them, and, uh, you know, that was brilliant, tremendous. Um, Hope Paul, that was a bit of a farcical final, mismatch that one, just gave them a roasting. Um, the heartache one, the Airdrie one, we'll, we'll no talk about that for obvious reasons, mate. No, I'll 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 get my tears out when I have my my interview down the line. Mate, stood stu- stood up to the plate and took one. Um, so I know that that was tough that one, you know. But uh, yeah, the league wins brilliant weekends away, brilliant mate. Well, I absolutely loved it, you know. It was it, it it was magic, man. Avondale, they were good, you know. Putting it to them, brilliant, brilliant. Going all the way out to farmer country out there. Gain in my coffin, brilliant. Uh, Glasgow North, they that they are probably the one. David T can allude to that story, so I'll quickly go on that one because that's a topper. We turned up that night, and uh, their gaffer Charlie was melted. He was absolutely melted that evening, right? And I'll keep it as clean as I can. But I remember he he was. He was standing outside as we were all getting out of cars, trying to intimidate us as we went in. It was like, we're looking at him going, you're a grown adult, man. He's like, look at this day, he could barely stand. And it was just like, we're getting them a doing, guys. We have to leave here, we're win. And I, rem- I don't know if you remember, he had them out in the park doing sprints like 20 minutes before the game. Do you know remember? And I remember no, taking him out. We were pretty we were pretty kind of on the ball with a warm-up and stuff like that. Those poor boys who were good wee players, you know, like, they were a good team. And their gaffers at the side, blazing, absolutely out his tits. And um, I think, we, we, I don't know how we managed to do it, but we always used to score in the last minute against them. And uh, I remember, like, David T slotted one away back post, like, in the 93rd minute or something like that, you know, and he lost it. And I'm pretty sure he had to get escorted by Big Dunk, you know. Like, Big Man just went over and went, Anki put the arm around him and had to escort him off the park. You're like, brilliant. Get it, Runy. Absolutely amazing. It's like, uh, yeah, 
I think we'd done it to them about two or three times. So yeah, they were they were proper brilliant. Last minute wins, you can't beat that. That's up there with helicopter Sunday, man. Brilliant. You mentioned as well there, uh, you had a really good period of scoring some goals. Yeah. When we talk about your front post terrorism, tell us about how all that came about and uh, you chipped in with you a couple along the way. Aye, aye, well, aye, so, aye, Jesus, right, so that year, I've got to hold my hands up and I, I'm never going to stroke this boy's ego, but I'm going to have to do it. Woody was taking the corners that year and the boy put him in the plate for me. Like, it was brilliant. It was like every week, I was like, mate, just shove it front post. And I, it was just it was just getting a bit silly, wasn't it? It was like every game you're like, eh, there's another one, there's another one. It was just, it was ridiculous. And eh, it was, to be fair to Woody's delivery was top notch, you know. And um, I, yeah, it was good fun, mate. It was a eh, pretty, I sent a half, I think I get nine or ten that year. It was pretty, pretty good, man, I. It was a eh, good, good fun, mate. Good fun. Hadn't I scored that many since I was probably at school. At school. I came back to the school when I played right mid, you know, scored, scored but that, that run that we had at school, you know, scored a lot that year. And at, at Erskine, I played a season up front with Ryan McAnally, actually, and scored 20, mate, I scored 22 goals one year. 22 goals. The ginger rookie, up front, sticking it in the pokey. Do you know what I ended up playing? This, this is the shit about this podcast, you remember shit. Right, so, do you know what I basically, I was playing centre-half, big Alec Nimmo said to my dad one day, he's like, he's a centre-half, He's a centre half. Um, I'm like, no, no. And Fraser, you've nailed it. He was like, everybody wants to be a striker. Big Alec Nimmo. I remember, this is mental. I'm just remembering this now. I was standing out of the car park at Darach, right? And uh, me, my dad, my dad didn't come down with me a lot of football. He sort of just left me to it. I think he'd probably seen a few games and went, Jesus, he's mental. I'll just leave him there, you know, and uh, like, leave him to it. And, uh, get, peace, get peace for a couple of years. <laughs> totally. Leave it, leave it with Alec and he'll deal with him. And I remember, mate, I, I, I was more, I must have been about, I don't know, 10 or something like that. And I turned around to him and I said, I, mate, I remember this. I bubbled like a wane. I said, I want to play up front. I want to play up front. Can I play up front? And he's like, he's looking at me. He's like, for fuck's sake, right? I'll let, I'll let you play up front. And um, that season, I scored 22 goals, mate. I was flying, absolutely loving it. And Mac, what a player he was. Uh, he scored like 35 goals or something like that. And he... Uh, that was that was good fun, man. So I I played kind of everywhere in the park, and I that was that was good fun, man. And uh, so I that that season came back, came back to the thing. The sorry with the season, the nine goals, it was great. It was a uh, good fun, good fun. Did you not take a penalty, an odd penalty here or there as well? I know you took him a couple and some shootouts, but any during the game that rings uh, a bell. No, I try to think, mate. I I've scored a few in shootouts. That Airdrie Cup final took one. Remember that one? I mean, talk about pressure, mate. Pressure that night, man. There was a massive crowd down that night. And I remember walking up to take that penalty and I literally had like a hundred people at the side of that park shouting, you prick, you arsehole, you ginger, man. Just blah, blah, blah. That was just us. Mate, I know. Pounding, (laughs) pounding the life out, mate. Mate, slotted at bottom bin properly round them. Um... I remember, I think, I scored one against in the cup runs, one of the cup runs against, um, was it? Tynecastle. I scored one against Tynecastle. Is that another winner? The winner that day? I think you might be right, mate. Aye. Um, aye. Aye. So, aye. Partial to odd penalty. Big Gibbo then turned up, though, you know. He's a big maestro. He's pens. 
big six out of ten took over, didn't he? He fancied fancied Aye, a few. He did indeed, man. He's big kind of he's big kind of storm for X Men. Grey Grey Swish. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice one, man. What about banter? Like I know he talked about a couple of, like a couple of wee moments here and there, but even just in and around the changing room, you were uh, you were often one of the the perpetrators for throwing the tape, skeleton folk or socks. Any any funny dynamics or whatever they're in the changing room you remember well? Aye. I, so this this is where I have a great respect for Big Dunk and the the, the shit that we gave him. I mean, <laughs> it, it was absolutely ridiculous. So like uh, you think about it, there was probably me, Dougal, yourself, you know, a few others who just gave him it tight constantly. How he never snapped one day and battered us senseless. I do not know. Um, but yeah, just flinging tape at each other, winding them up, talk wrestling, talking pish. I loved it, mate. It was the best time. The dressing room was just, was just gallus. You'd have guys in there who were like, Mr. Professional, we're going to be in there. We, like, we need to focus, boys. Like, I remember like, a big Ian was like that, big Johnny Zoobs, dead kind of Mr. Professional. Stevie Galloway later, and we'd be sitting there like two men-child sitting there pounding dunk, giving them grief. Um, how many games we get left dunk? You know, it was just, you can't beat it, man. It's brilliant. That's what it's all about. It's about, and I, I loved it. It was brilliant. I remember Stevie Galloway later, he used to hate me. I think he sat in front of me and he used to th- sit and think, do you ever concentrate, wee man? He's just a nightmare to play with. He just heads up his ass, thinking about wrestling and elbow drops and chipping tape off each other and pounding the manager. Brilliant. Loved it, mate. Dressing rooms were phenomenal. Absolutely. It's one of the things that probably anything, the last two, is honestly sitting in that dressing room for half an hour talking bush. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Loved it, loved it. How many games we got left? I'm trying to remember at least like some of the other like, noises or sounds that photo me. Obviously, it was was a favorite. Brilliant man, absolutely brilliant man. Dressing rooms were the best. Dressing rooms were the best. You know, like see, like, I, I don't know when it was when we were at KG Five. This is kind of afterwards again. I don't know. Can't remember. We've lost, or hopefully we didn't. Probably didn't. But we were leaving, um, and I was in the car. A few folk behind you, right? I, I just that always sticks in my head. I don't know if this you, you didn't play, or I really can't remember, right? But you basically your car's broken down, and Renfrew, like when you're leaving KG Five Renfrew, going back towards the Shannon Erskine. It was just just outside Renfrew Junior's ground now, and you were in front of us, and you've you've pulled over, and the hazards are on, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? We're passing by, we're like, "What was up with Ali?" Right? And you're like in the motor yourself, but you're going absolutely fucking berserk. Like, arms are going everywhere, and you're like <laughs> fucking nearly ripping the steering wheel at the dashboard. We were all just killing ourselves laughing. We didn't even like, stop to think for a minute. Is Ali all right? Does he need a laugh? Because you're on. We were all just killing ourselves, just like. <laughs> You just infuriated by I don't know if it was yourself or something else, but oh man, some some funny memories. Uh, I changing in the socks, man. You you perfected the art of rolling 
the size seven to eleven football soak into a perfect sphere that was an absolute deadly weapon <laughs> that would come from the most ridiculous angles. Or it was the old round the corner wonder when you would do like round the corners if it's come from somebody else, like a wee sneaky number. Yeah. Oh for like so many levels, so many layers. Yeah, it was brilliant, mate. The banter was that's what it was all about, man. And it was a uh, I always used to use it as a kind of like defence mechanism. You just kind of chill out, you know? Aye, like aye. seeing the big games and stuff like that, you the guys are like laser focus. Like, I get that, but I you needed it to take the edge off it before you were doing it, you know? And it was a uh, brilliant man. That's what Dunk was great, you know? He just, he always just kind of, it was going back to guys and coaches, mate. Like, Big Dunk was just, he, he instantly commanded respect. So, uh, and I, I I totally give him oodles of respect for the shit and the crap that we gave him and um, and gave it back just as good as well. But but you know what? You went out and you bust your ass for him and Davey. You know, they were a good foil for each other. You know, Dunk was the kind of... He was the authoritarian, you know, like, Dave, Dave what I say, good, listening to my coaching, Davey was his foil, you know. He'd kind of give you good words of encouragement and bring you on, you know, and... They were, a, they were a good duo, man, and I, I took my hat to the pair of them because they committed, what, six, seven years of their, their time to to babysit us assholes, you know, like, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. As you say that, a bit, a bit big dunk, when did he start calling you Alistair McClements? When did that come about? I mean, what was that all about, man? It's like, there's a grown guy who's, like, high up in the cops and all that, you know, he's a well-educated man, but he clearly can't, like, uh, he clearly can't read. And it was like, it's Alan McClemon, or any Alan McClemon, and who am I to sit and argue with a six-foot-four guy who'd just break you in half? So you just like, I need baller, big man, it's McClemon's. So it's your story where I kind of got dunk instantly, kind of got, I was an asshole, I know it, right? I, I was like, I was a cocky asshole at times and a bit kind of, I'll rewind. One of the first training sessions we had him, and I remember this conversation with Dunk, right? And uh, this was a good one. And uh, I was remembering it training, and he, he's pulling me aside, right? And I'd been playing centre mid, right mid. And uh, he knew where, where he wanted me to play, you know? So I remember he pulled me aside one day in training. And this is how stupid I am, right? He's like, uh, he's like, so Ali, right, where do you see yourself playing? Oh, my, mate. I, I sat right mid, mate, you know? I mean, bear in mind, we've got Dougal, who's probably one of the best players we had, we had yourself. Uh, I sat centre mid, mate. I, I, I right mid, mate. I definitely, anything. He's, look, he's looking at me going, do you know how you're a centre half? Because like, he clearly caught, figured me out quite early. He's like, do you know you're a centre half? And I'm like, ah, no, nah, you know, I, I'll be all right there, you know? It's like, I'll like, be all right. And he's like, well, well, do you know what I mean? We've got a couple of, couple of good players at centre half and stuff like that. He says, ah, me and my arrogance, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the best centre half here. And it, this is when Ian and Johnny Zoobs are there, who are like two fucking brilliant centre half. And he just he just looked at me and was like, I ain't bother. He's like, Look, you're a centre back, work your ass off at training and you, you'll be all right. And I'm like, And I kind of went, All right then. <laughs> and I remember it because he just, he, he just kind of went, he brought me down straight away, you know, it was like, and it was, it, it's what you needed, you know, you just needed somebody to tell you, you just rein it in, mate, I no bother, and I'm like, all right, okay, you'll know for funny and about with, and he kind of sussed me quite quickly, you know, and I was like, right, brilliant, and it made me work to get in the team, and that, that was it, and 
I was pretty fortunate again, you know. I the rest is history. So always respected the big man and him and David for everything they done for his mate. And yeah, he sussed me out quickly, man. He's <laughs> like funny. Well, I was going to say, Mister T. I thought for three seasons, the only he only had like two shouts like during a game. It was either "fuck sake, Ali" or <laughs> "shut <it>, Ali." <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever say anything else to you, or was that about the size of it? You nah, that's pr- pretty much it. Keep, no, he was always very kind of uh, complimentary. You know, he was like David. David always kind of like to be fair. Whenever you kind of had your one on ones, he's like, "Look, just instead of cutting three minute, just concentrate." He <laughs> stopped staring at the planes. You know, it was uh, a, <laughs> it was good, good fun, man. And uh, I dunk. You know, what it was like with dunk. You know, if if you if you made an asset. You, you didn't really have to kind of like look for the criticism. You'd just have that look at you and you'd go, okay, I'll no do that again. You know, it was sort of that kind of thing. You, 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 you knew when you crossed the boundary and I. <laughs> so we just got him back to the dressing room and gave him absolute mental torture and abuse for, for eight, ten years. It was brilliant. Did they ever pull you up for wearing uh, the trainers with a suit? You know what I mean? You know, like the, the formal do, we like the, the club do's and stuff, but when the boys talked about that in the, the other episodes, but uh, a, fashion, a fashion faux pas, just standard for you, mate, when we go with oh, that. Mate, standard. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> totally strange, man. Like, we, we went for giving out trophies and I like, there was 10 years there. And then we went for like that to giving out motors. Uh, prized us <laughs> just totally mental absolutely mental and uh, I, I was just I I was mate she I just strange with that I yeah I was dead and you picked a, up an award one year as well didn't you I, I, I did I got played a year one year I yeah it was yeah proud to get it you know privileged and yeah definitely I, good moments I, I remember Dunk's speech here's our future captain ICC you're a big lying bastard. Like, that was what the captain said. Uh, <laughs> no, probably. thanks for the trophy, big man. <laughs> Have you still got the trophy? Is it sitting on the mantelpiece or has the missus got it packed away in a box? Mate, it's, it, mate I have them all. They're all there. They're all, uh, mate, that's what you do for me. You look back and go, what's that? No one that. Brilliant. It's the, bye, mate. They are, they are. They're the wee treasures in it, the wee mementos and the wee kickbacks from it. And you know, you go to train every week, you bust your ass for 20 years, 30 years, and I mean, Christ, I they mean they mean everything, man. It's what it's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. Getting the silver there at the end of the year. And so that's maybe some of the things we do remember. What about any things we can remember? Any I know we talked, talked a little bit about nights so any of the weekends away stand out? Anyone in particular? Mate, tremendous. The, the, the weekends away were brilliant, man. Like, um, I was just a pure booze bag, man. So, like, my memory with these things are absolutely shocking. Um, but, yeah, mate, the 100% jailing record, which was <laughs> unbelievable. You know, that, that night with Ramsey and Pato, was just legendary, man. Like, obviously, I've known Ramsey a long, long time. Me and him are dead similar, you know, quite fiery, quite competitive, you know. And I was with him that night, and I was kind of rammering away. And, I, mate, I w- was watching him, and he was on one. He's, uh, he was just, he was, he was raging that night. And Pato was I was just on one and all, you know. And it, you could sense something was going to happen, you know. Just, but just to, uh, not a badness, man. Like, it was just one of the nights, you know. And, uh, 
yeah, the pair of them getting huckled, brilliant, absolutely hilarious, man. Like, can you believe it? I was, I was in. She's for getting jailed as well. I don't know how I never get jailed because usually the six foot ginger annoying loud one is the one that gets huckled, and I didn't get huckled. Um, so I mate, that that was a memory. Yourself, uh, yeah, allegedly yourself. Um, <laughs> found, found, found not guilty. Um, I brilliant. Mate, one right. Here's one story, right? So, uh, uh, where was this? I've no idea what city it was in, but this is just the stupidity and the nonsense. Back at the hotel, there's probably the usual 10, 15 guys all blazing, causing mayhem, wrestling. So, me, several other guys are all running about the corridors, blazing, fighting, wrestling. And uh, about 10 times, this the, the concierge guy came up for the hotel and went, boys, get back in your rooms. You're making too much noise. Stop wrestling. Stop making lots of noise. And we're like, hey, poor big man. Aye, away you go, blah, blah, in the rooms. Like, right, brilliant. Piled all back out in the corridor. Wrestling again, brilliant, blah, blah, blah. Um, back up he comes, very sternly. You better stay in there or you're all getting kicked out. We're all like, hey, bother, big man. It then got to the point, and I'll never remember for years, Michael McLean had a mattress, right? A full-size like single mattress, and he was running down the corridor, like blasting folk, quite, right? And bodies are flying everywhere. You're running out of rooms, slamming each other. And the, the guy came up, right, and challenged us again. And we're like, mate, what are you talking about? I mean, we're being perfectly reasonable here. Like, what, what is the problem? And he's like, he's like, I've been watching you in the camera. And I'm kind of like, should I do that for a living? I was like, should I kind of clocked it? Kind of looked out in the looked out in the corridor, mate. It was on camera, the whole thing, right? So this guy must have been sitting down there going, look at the state of them. Like, what what are they all about, man? And like, we, we're we're in total denial. Like, oh yeah, mate, you're just a total fanny. Like, yeah, we're 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 good guys. Running about the hotel, wrestling, flinging matches about carnage, mate. Absolute. It was brilliant. You can't whack it. Uh, I just nonsense. I'd love to do it all the time, but we can't. It's rubbish, man. Oh, oh man, <laughs> priceless, price. You just love to, like, you know. I always when when the boys are telling these stories and things, like as you say, like there's that guy has been watching that. Like he's anyone up the road, and you know, what I mean, I don't know, he misses about how's how's your night, how's what, and it's like, oh, this, I can bunch of clowns running up and down the corridor with mattresses and soup flexing each other into fire doors and stuff like that. Do you know that way like how that how these stories, as much as we talk about them in Reminisce, which is brilliant, but what these other folk must be going away thinking I oh either that or they were a good or they were a right good laugh, we'll have them back. But you never know, mate. We might uh, we might just need to roll back the years and get another wee international wrestling tour on the go. Do you remember go somewhere somewhere new? Do you remember the DVT elbow drop for the top of the bunk bed in Bournemouth? Aye. Aye, that was sensational. <laughs> Out of nowhere. It was just ridiculous. It was like he smashed a table. It was brilliant. <laughs> just like it was Carnage, mate. It was brilliant. Great times. Can he whack it? There man. was there was a video. There was a, there was a video from somewhere. I don't was it that that Newcastle one you just talked about there? I want to say it wasn't because I want to say Jim Wilson was in the video for some reason, but I just admit there was a video kicking about of like WrestleMania going on in the room and just 
like legs and arms going everywhere. Um, we'll maybe need to see if we can get to the half tags for that one, but I'm sure we'll find, I'm sure John John will have it somewhere. It'll be on video somewhere. Probably not the only thing that's been videoed on on tour. Not I mean, but we better leave that there. Uh, talked about some of the teammates. I know you mentioned a few. Any of the other boys through the years? Like you, you brought down some guys that you knew, some of the boys that you worked with, and things like that. Any other players that came down and really made a big impact? Um, that you used to look back on again something that really contributed or even something that surprised you just a little bit different oh um, that's a hard question there's, there's so many guys that impressed me in so many levels over the years mate I, I, I kind of like you can cut through and you can boy it you know like I think back to back to Woody right do you remember Woody playing with the school scoring two OGs in one mm-hmm. game Aye, John Lessels never lets him forget it. Two OGs in the one game. And you're back there. Woody was always a decent player. Woody just excelled at a level. Done. I hate saying that because he's such a walloper. But uh, unbelievable the the what the, the free kicks, his goals. He just he just totally off a shot when he when he probably hit 21, you know. Uh, big toggles. Remember big big Ross, you know? Remember the first training session when he came back? And it was like, I hadn't seen Ross in like five years. I remember Big Ross coming back and he came to the training and you were just like, and he, he kind of walked down and you're just like, where, where have you came from and where have you been eating? And he, he was huge. He was like a big V-shaped, absolute big Adonis chiseled beast. And you're like, where did you come from? And he, you're like, wow, man. Uh, obviously, Doogie, what a player he was. Davy T, just his goal scoring was unbelievable. Make yourself top draw, mate. Like, just so dependable. Dougal, when he wasn't he getting sent off, what a player he was, mate. So, I know there's so many of the boys. I think more, more the guys that maybe I didn't know. Like, obviously, Big Ian, I've touched him. What a player. Big Johnny Zubes, just what a player he was, you know, and... Davy, cracking big player, you know, big Jim came into the team at a later date. Obviously, I think think guys maybe latterly that joined maybe halfway through it, like like Gab Black and Alan joined, you know, and what an addition they were to the teammate. And we Gav just doesn't get a lot of credit. He played right back alongside me, Big Ian and Doogie for for quite a long time. And we Gav came in and he was he, he was brilliant. He, he was a great player, so consistent for us. Then his brother in front of him was just an animal man, like, eh, aye, brilliant. Like, so he was a great foil for you and Dougal, man. Like, see, we use and Woody in the left, like, you'd Woody who could score a goal yourself, who just killed it on the gallery, Dougal get a goal, and Alan would just break people. It was, it was brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Big Ali Lindsay, you know, just getting the goals. Mate, there's, there's too many to mention, you know, it's, too many to mention. I, 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 well, we're very, put it this way, right? Defenders Union, you go through our, our, our team with probably me, Big Ian Zubes, Davey Weir, Big Ross, Jimbo Wilson, uh, we had uh, Gav Black, uh, uh, Bryzo played in defence as well, uh, trying to get other defenders. We, we were so blessed with defenders. Like, uh, Mate, we were miserly, man. So I, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. A big fight was, we were, I, 
I'm being too kind. You're all a bunch of pricks. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good one to finish on that one. Speak for the heart, mate. What about uh, Taylor's? Just about the challenges of getting older. Old playing as well. You played with the team through through the years until now, up until the thirty five, which we'll come on to in a minute. But just going through those changes or, or transition through seasons. Talked about a couple of different people you played with, but again, that competing and then recovery, maybe losing a bit of speed as well. What was that like? Horrible. Um, so I, it was a, uh, yeah. So I, it's been very difficult, mate. I because it was like, I remember, as I said earlier, I remember that point when I realised I was like, all right, I'm loving you. Yeah, I'm I'm quicker. I'm 21. I'm going to run in Beastie, and uh, that that thing of the inevitability of the sands of time. We played UB United, and I remember it vividly. Um, we were playing. It was laterally on. Um, Fuse were all still playing. We were playing United, that UB United and the two boys up front. They were decent, man. They were good players. I'll give them that. They were a good side. And we played well that day, right? We kept the ball pretty well. We were playing some decent stuff. And they battered us. It was, I think it was something like 4 or 5 or 6 nil or something like that or 6 2 or something. And uh, we beat some decent players, but I knew that day. I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, man. Like, I can't play at the level anymore, you know? And I, I I was like, right, I'll see it out. I'll see it out for a few more years. We'd obviously morphed into Renfrew with some really good players joining us, you know? You'd get boys like Sean, Kev came down, you know? We'd obviously like Davey Ross, Galloway, Ross Thompson. Oh, God, there's, there's loads of good wee players. We were, we were really, we were good, you know? But we, we just couldn't consistently do it anymore. And it was... Afraid, a bit, it wasn't frustrating, it was just annoying, annoying mate, that that was it, it was, you couldn't go as fast as you could and boys were keep getting younger and you kept getting older and I kind of maybe laterally kind of was like that, can't wait for the 35s to be honest with you because I kind of knew that I couldn't cut it anymore and I was playing with some guys that still could and I couldn't and I, it was really, I, it was harder than I thought it would be. Um, so yeah, the Renfrew thing happened, and um, I we kind of I it then came Dougal took over fair 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 play to us. He took it on and and um, done a good job. You know, I think the best intentions for the team, and uh, and it, it just sort of I think all the things that were hopefully were going to happen just didn't really materialise. You know, and it was a bit 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 shit. And anyway, I. It was it was hard to deal with, and I think that bore out the reason probably the day where uh, it kind of the Renfrew thing stopped. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly tell you the story where that rock because that this is this is what I'm talking about. It started the same and ended the same. So like that, this day, man, right, we're playing against a team and their big strikers literally he came he's running me about about that day, he's roughing me up and he, he he's digging me in the back and all that. He's being an arsehole and I'm properly on one. I'm on one, and you know what Ross is like? Ross is just not taking my shit. He's like, Ross is poking me, telling me to shut up, just get on with it. And I can't even mind what happened. I think the boy ran through the back of me, and I've literally, I think I'm gone. I'm like off somewhere else. And Dougal, <laughs> Dougal pulls me off. He's like, just get off. It was like 35 minutes into the game, and the red mist descended. <laughs> it was like properly like lost the plot. 
tap, it was like, talk about shit repeating itself. Top off, launched it at Dougal. He must have been like, you're a fanny. And I launched it at me. I literally trudged off. Literally, didn't he, didn't he stop at jail? Grabbed my kit, phoned a taxi, mate. I was in the back of a taxi. Mate, I'm, at this point, I'm 35 years old or something like that. You know, absolute warmer. Sitting in the back of a cab. My missus phones me. She's like, what are you doing in the back of a cab? And I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to tell you. And the guy in the cab's just kind of looking at me. I'm there in my full gear, <laughs> like sitting there like a fanny. And, uh, and I was like, um, and I started laughing. I was just like, I was pissing myself laughing. Like, I just saw it. I quit my football team there. It's like, manages a prick. <laughs> Off I went. That was it. And then six months later, Big Davey Weir was on it and we got the band back together and, ah, brilliant, man. Brilliant. Just bring it on. See, just as you say that, I, I was on the sideline when you've had that meltdown. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, like, perspectives you'll say, but I just remember it was, like, 3D glasses and popcorn, just watching it, like... <laughs> and anyway, after it was like, actually, I hope he's all right. Don't know if I messaged you later on that day. I don't know if I really cared that much or not. I can't remember, but I just remember watching it at the time and it was... It was, uh, I, it was, it was. You took, you took it very seriously. But you say that with, with Ross. Did you spawn? Did you sponsor the strips that that season? I don't know or not. You certainly did in, in many years gone by. Just try to remember. But see, just along those lines, what was the kind of sort of favourite strip that you maybe oh. sponsored? There was obviously the white night one. Was I think the first set that you sponsored? Nikes. Still got it, mate. Still got it. It's in a frame, and and the what, mate? Got still got it. Um, yeah, you were, uh, Big Dunk and the boys were very kindly managed to salvage one and shove it in a frame for me. Uh, the, te- the 10 year thing, you know, which I dispute, by the way, John Lessels. It was uh, my 11th year. I was maybe the year before, but hey ho. Anyway, um, got, I've got one framed, mate. Loved that strip. It was a belter. But yeah, loved loved contributing and getting the strips. And then Dougal got his mitts on it and started buying pure, snidey ass strips. You're like, no, mate, we might be wearing the Nikes and Adidas. And being Rangers fans and all that, you know, they, they were they were pretty staunch over the years, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was I was ha- happy to contribute. And uh, I think I'll I think I'm I'm due to buy a set again. So Davy Weir, the, the criteria is staunch, Nike or Adidas only, and the size will be triple XL. <laughs> no, that's that's Awesome, mate. You've been uh, you've been very, very generous during the years. I know there's been many others, but you've been uh, that'd be that'd be great to see the boys trotting out again in some good clobber. We'll see. We'll, we'll get the get you your people talking to Davies people, and we'll make we'll get a deal. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. But just on that, on the thirty fives, how are you enjoying that like, that first season pre COVID? Uh, obviously, through the last year, not very much happening to to where we're at now. It's been, it's been great, mate. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's been just great to get back in um, with the boys again. Um, getting that buzz back has just been brilliant. And being in a dressing room where the other 15, 16 guys have a similar mindset. Well, and we, we just want to win. And I love that. It's brilliant. It, it, it's it, it's very, it's so tangible. DVT the other night was on it, and I'm like, there you go. That that's what was missing in latterly. I think with them through some of the spark it went, and I think it just needed a few years to get back together to go. 
I really like this. This is good. We've got a good mix. We like winning. We like to play hard. We don't win fair. We'll be disappointed, but no, I'll rephrase that. If we don't win, we're pissed off, you know? And that that that's just competing. So see when this all ends and when I stop playing football, I that that feeling of competing and wanting to win, I don't know what I'll replace it with. I'm sure I'll focus it on something else, but I'll run me as long as I can till the knees, the ankles, they fall off. I'll keep playing, you know, and the last COVID year can do one. It's been the longest I've not played football and it's been utterly pish. So, yeah, Friday night we're playing. First game's coming. Big bounce game. I can't wait, but I'm utterly terrified because I don't think I'll go to run the length of myself and I reckon I'm odds on a chunder all over that pitch and it'll be it'll be gallus but to get back and um, yeah, and what a privilege it will be to get back out and get playing football after the absolutely heinous year that everyone in, has went through. So I may I can't can't wait. Bring it on. Make no mistake. Maybe compete, mate, and try and win something. Maybe end up full circle back in the sticks. Mate, that's a shout. Back in the sticks. The big angry ginger goalie shouting at everybody in front of him. Sounds good, mate. We we all need that. We all need that, mate. Brilliant. That has been absolutely mm, sensational. <laughs> mate, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, top man. No, I've really enjoyed it, mate. And I appreciate all the work that you, John, and the guys are doing, Davey, and all the guys behind the, behind the scenes, because it's a good thing, mate. Uh, the podcast is brilliant. Keep up, man. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm not going to